Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Capitals let a point slip away in Seattle. Peter Laviolette not happy with his team after the game. And a fun conversation this morning with Alan May. He joins us talking about mixing his own whiskey in a Caps partnership with Jack Daniels. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, December 2nd. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals got a point last night in Seattle, but watched a second point slip through their fingers as the Kraken rallied with a late third-period goal from Yanni Gord and a game-winner in overtime for Matty Beneers just seven seconds into three-on-three. The Kraken won 3-2 to two at Climate Pledge Arena. For the second straight game, the Caps hung a crooked number on the opposition in the first period. Martin Ferravari scored just his second goal of the season, but his second in as many games. Just 7.36 into the game, gave the Caps a 1-0 lead. Connor Sherry then picked up a power play goal, his first lamp lighter in six games, and his eighth of the year. Washington had a 2-0 lead after one. The Caps smothered the Kraken through most of the first two periods defensively, probably had to play a little too much in their own end, but Seattle would break through with a power play goal from Jaden Schwartz at 13:28 of the second. The Kraken then picking up the pace, would manage to get the game tied on the goal late from Yanni Gord in the third period, and then Matty Beneers winning it in overtime. A tough loss after a good defensive effort for a lot of regulation, but Peter Laviolette after the game didn't mince words. He didn't like his team's performance. I didn't like the first. That's just the, the scoreboard was showing two nothing. The first, and second, and third were not. They weren't good enough. So the, the scoreboard said one thing in the first. Tried to address it after the first. Just not enough of the not enough of the good stuff tonight. Not enough of the right things. It seemed like turnovers, puck decisions, Everywhere. execution. Everywhere. So the whole night, all three. But there's nothing I'm happy about tonight. As the team wakes up in Calgary this morning, a practice is scheduled for this afternoon here before tomorrow night's second and final game of the season with the Flames. We'll have more on Monday's show on the team's trip to Alberta in Calgary now, Edmonton on Monday. But on the show this morning, we're switching it up and we're talking about whiskey. Why not, right? The Capitals have a partnership with Jack Daniels, and there are limited edition Caps whiskey blends available now throughout Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. And Alan May is the one who oversaw the making of it. Here this morning, my conversation from earlier this week with him. So the Capitals and Jack Daniels have joined forces to release a Jack Daniels personal selection Capitals barrel featuring Tennessee whiskey that was personally selected by our good friend Alan May. Fans in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia can now buy special Jack Daniels Capitals bottles featuring whiskey from four barrels that were selected by Alan. I mean, what a cool gift for the Caps fan on your list. It enjoys a little nip every now and then. Check your local stores for this. Ask for it if they don't have it. And Alan, joining us here this morning to talk about it as the road trip continues for the Caps. Sir, good morning to you. And first off, this had to be a blast for you to work on. This whole project seems very cool. And not the first time you've gotten to do this either. What's it like to put your own personal touches on a whiskey blend? 
Well, it was absolutely amazing because the first time I did it, I actually flew down to Lynchburg, Tennessee and got a personal tour of the entire Jack Daniels distillery and showing you the process and how unique it is and why, you know, the single barrel select is so unique. And actually every bottle, every barrel, not every bottle, but every barrel has a unique flavor to it. And they show you why. So as you're tasting, and I did the taste testing, every single barrel tastes incredibly different and awesome at the same time. Not that I drank a barrel. I only You're supposed to taste like a thimbleful. I always took a little more, but... Yeah, well, I could imagine that. So Lynchburg, I mean, I got to believe just from a manufacturing standpoint, from a knowledge standpoint, how cool was it to go to Lynchburg and see the entire operation? It's amazing because they're a self-sufficient company. And, you know, the, the barrels that they have, it's wood from their own, their own timber in their own forest, basically. And every barrel, you know, those little lengthy things in the barrel, they're called a stave. And every one of those staves is from somewhere different. And every barrel is charred a little bit different. And they do that on site. So it's just the whole process to show you how they use their own charcoal, but it's their own embers that they filter the whiskey through. That's different from bourbon. And to see how they do that and then to taste the final project. And then, you know, the coolest thing about it, people don't realize, I never realized, is that they're stored, I believe, in eight-story buildings, these barrels. And there's a few barrels, say three or four barrels to floor piled on top of each other. Well, the single barrel select comes from the top of the building, the eighth floor. The buildings have no air conditioning. They have no heating. So in the summer, those buildings may go up to 130 to 150 degrees. So the contents of the barrel become more, you know, the flavors. And then a couple of years ago, I believe the barrels we had, they were in that that ice storm that Texas and Tennessee had where they were frozen for about three weeks. So you have drastically bizarre and interesting flavors that are unique to every barrel. And, you know, the old number seven, I believe, it's the, the barrels from the first floor and they take 80 of them. And that's why it always tastes the same. There, there's 80 barrels of whiskey, so it basically, it'd be impossible to tell the difference. But on the single barrel select, it's 100% unique to every single barrel, the different flavors. That is really cool. And I had no idea either there was that much difference. So tell me some of the finer points here of the flavorings and how you go about even selecting such a thing. I mean, by the way, pretty good gig if you can get it. Let me know when that happens next time. But how do you go about even choosing the right flavors, right mixes, just whatever suits you? Or you just, how many options? Just give me an idea of all the flavors. Okay, so the first time we chose from I think it was seven different barrels and and the summer was different because they came to me the master distiller and the the assistant distiller came to me in DC in a in a place called Crimson up on 8th Street it's a whiskey bar well the first time we had four barrels where I select two of the four barrels and they tap it with a little a bottle that's about a half a liter I took all those by the way and they have these little shot glasses and you get the nose into it just like you see Joe B drinking wine. You get a little bit of nose and you start to smell it. You, you put some notes down. And what's funny is every time you taste one and you think what it's going to taste like, it tastes nowhere near what you thought it was going to you know, taste like. And they, they tell you, try to pick which one you think you're going to like from the smell of it. And then actually when it touches your, touches your tongue, all of a sudden you get a completely different idea of what you want. And you know, some of them were smoky, some of them were butterscotch-like. It's so different. It's humble. It just blows your mind. And to, to do it, so out of the first four barrels, I picked two. And then the next three barrels, what we did, we did a dark, a medium, and a light-colored whiskey. 
And I picked two of those and they thought I was going to go with two mediums or two light. And I, I picked a light and a dark. And just because they both taste really good. One of them tasted like what my dad used to drink when I was younger. And it reminded me of him. So I chose that one just based on my dad's palate. It's just spectacular. Like to, to be a part of that. And then this summer when I did it, uh, I guess I was, you know, I always say I suck at something the first time. Give me a second chance and I'll do it a lot better. And this summer, I think I did a lot better. So the 2022 bottle and the ones that are going to be in market, they're going to have a 2022 dog tag here in the DMV. That's going to be a Capitals branded dog. Like I call it a dog tag, but everyone who buys it will get the gist of it. I may have to feature on my show here or start doing my Instagram and Twitter posts with the new bottles. It's spectacular. So I'll have to get you a bottle and we'll have to enjoy some very soon. I will gladly take one. And when you talk about palate, I mean, as someone who enjoys that myself, it's where it hits on the tongue sometimes too. Like what you get on the front, what you get in the back, what you get on the sides and what you get over time. I mean, that's what makes it so intriguing to me is that it's very complex and it will hit you in different ways at different times potentially. And Well, yeah, and that's the great thing about it. And, you know, a good friend of mine this summer in Texas, when I had delivered his bottle, it was uh, his son who I used to coach with my son a long time ago. And the, the three of us were in his backyard and I actually brought a bottle of wine, I brought some of my beer, and I brought a bottle of whiskey. And it it was kind of funny. So we're in the back, we're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. He went in the house, he's a whiskey collector. He came back out with with the shot glass for me to, to sip on, and I couldn't believe how good it was. And I go, which one is this? He goes... You idiot, that's your bottle. <laughs> and, and, it, and it was just so smooth and wonderful. And, you know, the secret, like you said, I prefer with the wine that I like, the kind that can just sit on your tongue and you don't even want to swallow it. And it was the same with the whiskey this summer when I when I tested the bottle from last year. Yeah, different pairings with food and all sorts of different things there. It may go differently depending on how it gets brought out. So you said light, you said dark. Last one for you, the flavorings. I know in the notes that they gave me here, there was a little bit of toasted oak or some vanilla. What what are some of the particulars in those that went into doing this? Well, you know what? The, the ones that I really noticed, and I think the last one I did was more like a, I couldn't tell if it was a vanilla butterscotch. And the, the oak tastes great. And then... It was funny when we did the testing the first time I had, I didn't select this bottle, but one of them was so smoky. And I know a lot of people would have liked that, but that one caught me by surprise. But I tended to prefer in the tastings, the ones that were sweeter, like the vanilla, a slight oaky vanilla, a slight oaky butterscotch. And by far, those are the ones that got me. And they kind of turned me on to being a single barrel select guy big time. I can't wait to try that. I can't let you come through here without talking at least a little bit of hockey. The team with a really big stretch of games here on the West Coast as they're trying to get things going here in the second quarter of the year. Thinking positive here, what's something that you've liked of late as the Caps try to get things going this week on the West Coast? Well, one of the things that I'm liking is that, you know, at home it's a lot easier when you have a banged up team to determine your fate. And when they had the top six that they've had the last couple of home games, they looked really good. And they were a little rusty the first night they had TJ back, but he sure makes all the difference with his energy. And that line looked really good. And then it enables, it's it's harder to focus on Ovechkin when you have more depth up front. And then what I think happens in turn is when the top six can totally play their game, the bottom six can dial into what their roles are, like the Lars Eller line, the Dowd line. They can go back to being different types of lines. And, you know, the, the defense, you're missing Dmitry Orlov, who's been... Just an incredible defensive defenseman, all-round defenseman, but mostly on the defensive side. 
since Barry Trotz was here and Todd Reardon, he learned a lot because I didn't think he was ever going to be a premier defensive defenseman. They've missed him, but I think the guys that are doing the best they can to move the puck up. Matt Irwin has been spectacular. It's funny, this guy just works hard, pretty happy-go-lucky, and he goes out and he plays very well, and he's such a team player. So I, I like that, the fact that, you know, guys like that can step in, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. But I look at that, and on the road, it's just a matter of, you know, getting that good feeling in the first 10 minutes. But I think it's a, it's a learning part until they get guys back. You know, you can't say enough about the absence of Tom Wilson, how important that is. And everyone I talk to around the league thinks he's the most important part out. But I'm saying, hey, 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 we keep hearing great things about Nick Backstrom. He's, I believe, the only player actually to have this hip surgery. It's very different from what they do here in North America. And when he comes back, he's going to look a lot different than last year. Last year, we knew he wasn't quite right. He's still the, a guy with a, a huge heart and a guy with an incredible ability to play the game, think the game. But I think now he's going to come back healthy. He's going to surprise a lot of people. And all of a sudden, you got a lot of depth problems up front in your top six, which I absolutely love. Well, we raise a glass to you, sir, in your honor. Again, the name is Jack Daniels Personal Selection Capitals Barrel featuring Tennessee whiskey and Alan May at the helm of all of it. Sir, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you down the road, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, can't wait to see you, John. Thank you. I mean, what's not to like? If you're a whiskey fan, check it out and ask for it at your local spirit store this holiday season. Great to have Alan with us on the show here this morning. It's the Capitals and Calgary Flames tomorrow night at 10 Eastern from Scotiabank Saddledome, 945 Air on 1067 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.